up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Super Gamer Boys. I'm your host and captain and dad, Garrett Morlang. And here in the virtual studio with me is the... I don't know. I should have this memorized by now, right? I've been saying it long enough. Mm, mm, uh, the, mm. the, the, the king of video games and resident superstar, Adrian Holmes. What's up, Adrian? Uh, I, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I, myself... Uh, if you don't remember, uh, listener, a couple of weeks ago, um, Garrett had contracted the Fox Die virus and was uh, fighting off death um, with his bare hands. And I, as of, let's say, Thursday night, maybe Friday morning, uh, also started to engage in the fight with death and this flesh and nervous system destroying virus <laughs> but you know what i'm gonna be all right nanomachines they're gonna help out nanomachines <laughs> i've oh, had man. three sets of nanomachines injected into me so we should be okay oh you should be fine man. you're good you're good um man yeah being sick sucks that's like the worst <laughs> um I, yeah, it's not, not ideal. Uh, man, I, I don't know why I was just thinking back to your, your title there. I think what, what I just want to go back to it real quick. I think what, what I always get hung up on is the fact that you, you added the resident superstar that always throws me off. I always remember the king of video games. I know you're the king of video games, but it's then it's the, that you're the supposed, now, the, the supposed like, uh, uh, Mario party superstar champion or something like that, even though that game, right. Is, maybe rigged or maybe not we don't know it's hard to know i mean say what you want we have the results on the board but i'm willing to give you the opportunity if you want we can just shorten it back down to the original and just keep it king of video games that way we can get it in and out be more efficient like it, i feel like resident superstar just kind of it's it's like um you know when you make a, a a presentation and you do a report and you have to do a bullet point section and then yeah. you have the bullet point, and then you have the dash underneath. Ah, uh, I see. Like, I see. right, right. The Resident Superstar would just be under King of Video Games, so you could just okay. do that okay. and be done with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll think about it, or I can maybe I'll just start actually preparing for the show, and I'll just you know during the <laughs> during the read the week actually read the notes once in a while. Uh, you know, like memorize my lines. Uh, I've done this intro, the intro and the outro of the show about. I don't know, 143, 142 times. Um, and uh, to be honest, I still have to read it every single episode. <laughs> it probably shocks a lot of you listeners. You're like, you've done it 142 <laughs> times and you still haven't figured it out. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. You're giving I'm away how the sausage idiot. is made. <laughs> yeah, I just read it all off a piece of paper. I don't do anything. <laughs> uh, but I write it. I do write it. So, well, except for the articles. I don't write any articles. Um <laughs> man uh so yeah i uh i i'm i'm a little uh a little sleepy today i'm a little low on energy i'm trying to like fake it you know so that way my body will like kick in and then it will actually have energy uh but this morning we got up and went to the san diego zoo uh maybe the better zoo over nebraska um, i mean that's easy to say you know why omaha yeah omaha zoo <laughs> why is that because there's nobody here to defend it. <laughs> exactly. We can say whatever we want here. Um, That's right, and, folks. 
Here we are again. Just me and Garrett. Nobody else. At the end of this year, I want you to go back and tally up so we can say who was here for you because it was me and it was Garrett. Yep. Not that third guy. The one who had to go to work all the time. (laughs) Literally fighting. We've both fought Fox Die together. I'm fighting it right now. (laughs) And we're still here to entertain you. So... Think about it when you're when you're you know making your writing your Christmas cards in the new year, thinking about who you're gonna get gifts, um, doing the shout outs just on social media, whatever you do at the end of the year, just show appreciation, you know. Think about it. You know what you could you could get JJ, get him some PTO. Cause that's what he needs. <laughs> get him a schedule change, something. Uh, I know, yeah, he's what, assistant manager? He should have the power right. to just be like, I'm not working Mondays. Like he could easily just Or I'm not say, working hey, I'm Monday not nights, the- something. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm off at three. Like that's it. I'm done. <laughs> like there's no reason why you can't do that. But whatever, uh, I mean, you know? yeah, he'll miss the. You know, they they do free lunch on Monday nights. Uh, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a nice uh, leather steak covering <laughs> a foot. If you get what I'm saying. <laughs> oh man! All right! All right! Enough trash talk about JJ. Um, yeah, he is not here once again, but that's fine. The show must go on. So today, uh, we're talking about Microsoft's intentions with Activision Blizzard games uh, going on in the future. What did Nintendo reveal in their Nintendo Direct? Uh, I, I didn't realize there was a Direct happening until like the day before. I was actually pretty stoked. I saw it on Twitter. I'm like, oh, sweet. All right. We all found out the day before. That's when they put the tweet oh, out. They it? always do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was like, because sometimes they'll do it like four or five days early. I was like, did I miss something? Like, what is happening? Uh, and uh, what will Elden Ring's difficulty be like? But first, let's give a quick shout out to our Patreon producers, Quote Joma and Bleep Bloop, uh, and also our Super Gamer sponsors. We have Julie Bates and Mama Mare. Thank you all so much for supporting us over there. We really appreciate it. If you want to be awesome like them, help support our show, help get us to our goal. Uh, remember, if we hit our goal over at patreon.com slash supergamerboys, we will bring you a third show, a monthly show, Super Later Boys, where we just you know pick a topic talk about it trade stories discuss the breeze whatever it's just gonna be us hanging out if we can ever nail down jj i guess Um, oh yeah i didn't even think about that he might mess up our patreon bag he might mess up the whole thing (laughs) Uh. if you guys pay us more we could do this full time and then he won't he won't quit so there's that there's that um but yeah you get episodes early and ad free such as this show and also our super gamer book club hosted by adrian that is also another month monthly show that uh, you can get two months early if you support us on Patreon, as well as access to season one that was hosted by Zetch back in the day. Uh, the most recent episode that's available on Patreon is the Metroid Dread episode featuring uh, the ghost of Zetch Keenan. Um, Patrick Ellers from the Nintendo Cartridge Society and Connor McCabe uh, from... Uh, shoot, call me by your game. I should know that because I actually just recorded with him the other night. Ooh. And my episode's coming out this Wednesday. I am <laughs> so excited. I can't wait to hear that one. Uh, oh, man. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I probably sound up? like, I probably sound like a rambling idiot. I sound like a rambling oh, idiot. But you know don't what? Don't say that. Go listen to his show. 
a couple weeks ago he had Ify Noade on there. Is that how you pronounce Dude, that? I always I texted episode... him. I was freaking out when when I found out that he knew him. I was right? like, "Yo, how do you know Ify? Like, how do you know? I've this looked guy? up to him in this space forever, and you just casually had him on. Like, oh yeah, he's a homie of mine. I couldn't believe no, it. No big deal. I right. was like, I brought up on the show. I'm like, dude, you literally had like a celebrity a couple weeks ago, and then you bring me in. Like, people, right? Your listeners are gonna be so disappointed. Like, are you sure you are you are you vetting these people? Pro- like, you, I was on there. You were on there. What? What? <laughs> what are you thinking, Connor? You're gonna lose listeners. Gonna I mean, I, I, a certain bar of quality, and then they're gonna I, get I, me. I, and then I appreciate me. the the compliment <laughs> that you believe that we are in the same echelon as people like that. But good sir, uh, man, yeah. But I, I listened to that episode. Yeah, that was Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. Oh shoot, is some like obscure Monster Hunter Unite, on PSP? I, I think Unite it was Freedom. Two. Freedom Unite. Yeah, Freedom Unite. That's what it was. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was such a fun episode to listen to. I really enjoyed that one. But, yeah, I, like the last – all of his episodes are good. So go listen to Call Me By Your Game by <laughs> Connor McCabe and look forward to this next episode that I'm going to be on. Um, I think I've already mentioned before what, what I talked about, but in case I didn't, I'm not going to say. You can all probably guess, so just go listen to it, and uh, <laughs> it'll be fun. We're going to talk more about our Patreon later on the show. Uh, but first, I want to talk, give a quick shout out to Jack Sriracha and Yate for allowing us to use their music on our show. Very much appreciate them uh, and that content there. Uh, just wonderful music. Uh, I, I've been jamming out to this all day, like working. I love it. So if you're, wanting, if you're wanting to listen to it uh, off air and, you know, when you're not listening to our show, the, all the links are in the, the show description on YouTube and are on our podcast. Uh, they're on Spotify, Apple Music. So go check out their stuff. All right. It is now time to check the mailbag. I wish I had a bit this week, man, but I'm I'm, I'm hanging in there. Yep. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I, I got you. I got you. Um, all right. This first question comes from Sir Prince a lot. And he asks, we're all about the same age, right? Cough, cough. Too bad JJ's not here. Um, well, I've been thinking about how The Walking Dead came out in 2010, and it spurred on this crazy boost in the zombie undead pop culture looking back. I selfishly wish it would have been a D&D hit series that got all my friends and I into playing, but what do you wish would have swept our streaming services for the next 10 plus years instead of zombie and undead stuff? Sorry, so long-winded. Been on my mind for a while. So, it already did. Comics. Mm, the comics was in 08. That's true. Yeah. I'm good. So true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, boy, I I was thinking a lot about this as well. And I don't know. I and I know. Huh. So my I, I like more sci-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm thinking, it's like, well, but we already, we already kind of had that boom back in like, uh, like with like X Files and stuff like that. Like that was I was gonna say mid '80s, early '90s. Yeah, so it's like I I wish that's what happened in 2010, but it's also like we already got a lot of good stuff already. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I I like the more sci-fi stuff. Um, around, what around that time too? What was? Did you ever watch the show Fringe? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Okay, I really like that show. I I, I want to. I never finished the the whole show because um, we would actually 
I think we, we used to borrow the DVD sets from like the library or something. And that's how we watched like the whole series because, you know, we didn't, we missed out a lot of people sleep something. on the library, man. You can get a, a, a you know, good deal of what? stuff that you would pay a good chunk of change for it. Right. For free. Right? So good. Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely even a series I would love to go back to, but that, I think they even started around the same time too. But of course, like it didn't really catch on. It was never super huge. Um, I, 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 th- I think I would have wanted that I, kind of like a, a renaissance of like the sci-fi kind of like paranormal. I, what do you even call that? Like, what do you, cause it's, yeah, it, it's like a, it's like a CSI, but with, you know, yeah. Paranormal with sci-fi, aliens. aliens and stuff. Um, what's funny is in the discord, uh, uh Chizo, El Chizo in the discord answered and he said aliens <laughs> like he, he he that's that's what he wanted to and i'm like oh that's spot on i was thinking the same thing like i love love that type of stuff um but a D show Derek Sanchez, i i would have also enjoyed that too because i mean you all know how much i love D. I didn't like it at that point actually i never had even played it before but i'm sure if it would have hit then i would have been all in i'd be even more of a I mean, nerd now but i would have been even more Dean- of a nerd now was D and D ever not hitting right? Like, because it's been around since the seventies. Uh, but it's it's not in pop culture. I wouldn't say it's like as big in pop culture, and even then, it's I don't. I think really not until the last year or two. It's not really been part of like quote unquote pop culture with in like with like Critical Role getting so big. Like Critical Role literally has a show on Amazon Prime now, like Vox Machina, which I hear is actually pretty good exactly yeah so it's like if they have they literally were able to get amazon to pay to do an animated show of a D campaign that they did as a podcast which is insane like okay i think we finally made it so like yeah you're right it's always been big but not in pop culture until like i'd say the last like year or two again especially with like critical role with uh, dimension 20 which is college humors um D stuff they do i'd say uh i'd say stranger things helped out Strange, oh yeah, Stranger Things just exposing people like, oh, that, that looks cool, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but totally. All right, cool, man. One day we, I, I know I've said this for like years, but we need to do like a D and D campaign with like JJ and dude. Like, get you and I have it. I I bought dice on the off chance that somebody was was going to want to play one day. Well, and. I have yet to find, I don't know, a group. So I don't know the first thing about okay. it, but it always seemed interesting. But I have the little, my, my dice are so cool too. They're like red and blue and the numbers are gold on it. That's sick. That's sick. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we'll have to, maybe that'll be another Patreon goal. Or maybe that's just something we do. Screw Patreon. Maybe we just do it because it's fun. So I, I, we might need to look closer into that. Okay. I've never DM'd. I've never DM'd before, but I've been talking to my buddy who DMs for, for us. And I, I asked him, I was like, could I do a little one shot? Could I like practice? Because I, I, I've always wanted to DM a, a game, but I just don't have the confidence at all. So maybe I'll practice on my friends. And then after a couple sessions, bring it back around and we can do Super Gamer Boys one or just have my buddy DM it. You'd probably kill it. I'm um, game either way. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, this next question comes from Quote Joma. And uh, he asked, what would you use in place of milk on your dry cereal? This question comes courtesy of my mom. <laughs> so he, he couldn't even come up with a question himself. He had to ask his own mother. Uh, 
If you I were out maybe... of milk, completely out of milk in your home, what would you turn to to replace it in your cereal? Whipped cream, I guess. Okay. That's not okay. the worst thing ever. It's still no, it's still a no. dairy substance and Yeah. So um I mean if I had some yogurt, I'd use that. Yeah. Like I feel like that'd actually be pretty good depending on the cereal. Now can you crunch the cereal up and put it in the yogurt? Well, that's, as if it were uh, yeah. a granola substitute. And that and that, that yeah, yeah, that, and that that's what I would do. Like I, I think that's what you'd have to do is like instead of putting granola on your yogurt, you'd put this whatever cereal you're eating. Um, but trying to think of like something like more exciting though, orange juice would be pretty bad, huh? Oh my God. (laughs) Unless, no, I I can't think of what funny story. Uh, I, I'm usually pretty on top of just things in general. I'm very like intentional about things I do. I don't, if you're about to tell me that you put orange juice in some cereal, this podcast is over for tonight. (laughs) Is that what you're about to say? It wasn't cereal. It was not cereal. But oh. the other morning, I was totally out of it, zoned out for whatever reason. And I I, I have a little oatmeal, Quaker Oats, like oatmeal packets for breakfast. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> and I had my bowl sitting there. And I boiled the water. I had the tea kettle on the, on, the, on the counter, the electric kettle. It popped. And then instead of picking it up, I literally, like, heard it click. And I just reached, like, not paying attention, grabbed the orange juice, shook it and pour I, I didn't put a, a ton in there just a little bit like a, a couple like glug glug and i'm like what am i doing like all of a sudden i snapped I hope, too I'm i like, hope, what have i done i hope trudy made you eat it too i was she, just like nope she, you're not wasting it she she could care less she, she doesn't care but i i i then put it down i was like oh shoot what uh whatever i it's it can't be that bad right and i picked up the water and i filled the rest of it with the hot water and i was eating it and it was a uh, cinnamon spice oatmeal it wasn't it had a it had a nice orange zest to it is that what you're about to say honestly no (laughs) (laughs) hear me out no i don't want to i don't want (laughs) you're not selling me on orange juice and oatmeal you're not doing it (laughs) hear me out just a splash a little splash of orange juice in your oatmeal uh, cinnamon spice oatmeal specifically i haven't tried it with the brown sugar the views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily (laughs) reflect the views of the uh, but, other co-hosts. But it reminded me of, I, I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but it was reminiscent of two things to me. I was like, okay, this is kind of like a, um, oh, I always get them confused. Is it old fashioned? An old fashioned or is it a Manhattan? Which one has the orange slice? Uh, old fashioned. An old fashioned. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Cause a Manhattan has the old cherry. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, it's it reminded me a little bit of almost like an old fashioned with the spice and, and the orange and stuff like that because it is a cinnamon spice oatmeal, or the other thing was almost like a like a mold cider or something like that. Like sometimes they would add orange slices like around Christmas time when you make your like, yeah. Su- cider, you're really trying cider, to dress so. up this mistake, aren't you? You're you're really trying to <laughs> I, sell this. Like I, let's just I say, this is not peanut butter and chocolate <laughs> that you're trying to sell me on right now. Okay, I just want you to know that. Just you could just say I made a mistake, <laughs> and I tried to I tried to jazz it up, and it came out all it came out edible. Let's okay? just say I was pleasantly surprised. That's all. I wouldn't that'll, ever that'll do it again. Do. I wouldn't. Don't I wouldn't try do to, it ever again. But don't but try to pass it off bad. as a new thing. <laughs> I mean, 
I feel some cinnamon spice oatmeal from Quaker Quaker Oats. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I like I said, I don't knock it till you try it. Don't knock it till you try it. Oh no, I'm gonna uh, knock it. <laughs> um. Oh man. Yeah, I <laughs> orange juice and cereal would be terrible. Have now, have you ever done this where you're eating a bowl of cereal with with milk? Say you had you do have milk in your home, and then you take a little swig of orange juice, and it is the most sour thing you've ever eat, like eat drink in your entire like life. worse than when you do it right after you brush your teeth. Have you ever it's had orange bad, juice right yeah. after you brush your teeth? No, because that's insane. Oh my but goodness! <laughs> that 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 actually is insane. You thought me putting orange juice in oatmeal is insane. That's insane. When I brush my teeth, like I'm done eating for at least four hours. Like I, oh I no, my breakfast I do it do first thing, in the morning, and I brush my teeth, and then yeah, I I like to leave my teeth clean. I don't want to clean them and then get them dirty again right away because I got to brush them again. But you got to brush them twice a day anyway. As long right, as you don't I, get stuff stuck in them. I don't want to brush them like ten times a day though. I'd rather just like I eat my breakfast and then brush them and then, you know, it depends on how early eat. you eat, too, though. If we're eating like 10 o'clock or something like that, then I'm just going to brush my teeth because my breath is hot. Yeah, that's just or, me. Or you just like, I mean, just let everyone else suffer. You know, no. <laughs> who cares? Sorry, <laughs> y'all sucks to suck. It's easy to say <laughs> as a married man. <laughs> Oh man, no, no. <laughs> Trust me, I've heard, I've heard it from her. I've heard it. <laughs> uh, not, she's not a fan of it. Um, oh man. All right, that's it for the questions this week. We didn't get very many. We had one other question uh, that I read it, and even I couldn't even answer. And I'm the super nerd. It was Warhammer related, and I was like, I'm gonna be completely honest with this person. Uh, and you know who you are. Shadow Ranger. Uh, they, Shadow Ranger dropped a question in there about Warhammer that was like so deep in the. In, in if like, you in, wanted to know the history of the descendants of Erlbor, <laughs> I, I honestly was like, I, I don't, I don't know what that even means. And I'm sorry, sorry, Shadow Ranger, your question didn't, did not, did not pass the the inspection. Warhammer wants to be Lord of the Rings so bad. So bad that you can't even compare them, though. I, Didn't okay, they have a Lord of the Rings mode? Okay, so or expansion. So for for the in, in the board games, Games Workshop is the name of the company, and they make three games. They make they actually make they 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 have a licensed game, Lord of the Rings game. So they actually make a Lord of the Rings game. That's like Tolkien Incorporated. Whoever owns the rights to that actually pays them right. to make. So and then Warhammer little, copies their homework. And then they have Warhammer, which is like fantasy stuff. So, yes, there's elves and orcs and, un, well, they, they, they've been leaning heavily in the, like, more undead stuff for the villains. Like, I think to get away from the Lord of the Rings stuff, like, it used to be, like, orcs and stuff like that. They're like, we got to really differentiate ourselves. So there's a lot of, like, undead and ghosts. And yeah, good thing now. there's no there's no undead things, you know, with uh, Lord of the Rings, like a giant not, not as, battle. Not as much. Not as much, though. Not as much. Yeah. And then there's Warhammer 40K, which is all the futuristic stuff that takes place like millions of years in the future. And that's what he was asking about was that one. And I was just like, that, and that's the one I play. And I, I was just like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> you <laughs> I <gotta>, dork. I, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> I just paint the minis. Come on, dude. <laughs> what kind of nerd do you think I am? Oh man! All right, sorry. That's enough uh, bagging on Chatter Ranger. I'm sorry I did that to you. 
Um, just just write better questions. I won't have to make fun of you on the show. Um, there it is. <laughs> all right. It's now time for the nerdy nudes. Now, are you, are you right, up for it. this or do you want me to? <laughs> I can do it. Okay. Okay. It's now time for the nerdy nudes. Okay. That was impressive. That was very impressive. Power through it just for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This first story comes from The Verge, written by Tom Warren. They write, Microsoft is keeping Call of Duty on PlayStation because it wants more Minecrafts. Ever since Microsoft announced $68.7 billion plan to acquire Activision Blizzard, the big question has been whether Call of Duty will become an Xbox exclusive. Sony has expressed expectations that Call of Duty would remain on its platform, while Microsoft has said explicitly that it wants to keep the game on PlayStation. But many, myself included, have speculated whether Microsoft might still make part parts of Call of Duty exclusive to Xbox in the future. Microsoft has now made it clear it sees Call of Duty the same way it sees Minecraft, as a multi-platform franchise that will draw gamers to Microsoft services. And it's not just Call of Duty. Microsoft wants to bring more Activision Blizzard games to more platforms, including Nintendo Switch. The company has seen success with Minecraft, and it's certainly leaving the door open for Overwatch, World of Warcraft, and Diablo to remain on multiple plat platforms or expand elsewhere. As Microsoft President Brad Smith revealed yesterday, Microsoft will continue to make Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles available on PlayStation through the term of any existing agreement with Activision. Uh, that commitment extends into the future too, and we have committed to Sony that we will also make them available on PlayStation beyond the existing agreement and into the future so that Sony fans can continue to enjoy the games they love, says Smith. Although some have argued Smith's comments leave the door open for Microsoft to make parts of Call of Duty exclusive, I think the company's intention is clear, to make both campaign and multiplayer available on all platforms. And if it wasn't clear enough, Smith revealed Microsoft's emerging game strategy in an interview with CNBC. Great titles like Call of Duty from Activision Blizzard will continue to be available on the Sony PlayStation. We'd like to bring it to Nintendo devices. We'd like to bring the other popular titles that Activision Blizzard has and ensure they continue to be available on PlayStation and that they become available on Nintendo. He then compares Microsoft's Minecraft acquisition, which was Satya Nadella's first big deal CEO, to the upcoming Activision Blizzard deal. That acquisition, I think, is a clear indicator of what we hope to do if we acquire Activision Blizzard, says Smith. Invest even more innovation, bring it to more people, bring it to more platforms, and make it even more useful and hopefully delightful for the people who use it. So <clears throat> there's a lot more to the article. It kind of goes on and on with, um, you know, diving into Game Pass and xCloud. And, and that's that's the punchline. Of all this. That's where it all comes down to is what it sounds like. Is they're like, of course, we want to make all these games multiplat because, I mean, they already have been. So to yank that from people would probably cause quite the ruckus. And on top of that if it just keeps convincing people to come to Xbox and get our services like game pass and, uh, Xbox streaming service. Sorry. It's not called X cloud anymore. Um, then man, they're going to make a whole lot more money off of stuff like that than just the, you know, 60 bucks every year for a call of duty or something. <laughs> but absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the big hook would be that, oh, you can play 
the the newest Call of Duty, you could pay seventy dollars for it. You know, if you own a PlayStation console, or you can pay for Game Pass, which is like a tenth of the price, and and still get the same game. Yeah. Um, that's the only 100%. incentive I would I would see at this point, right? Yeah. But I really think if you had a if if they had another hook, right? Um, like they were saying, it's our intent to bring Call of Duty to to multi plat for the foreseeable future. Why not? bring the multiplayer to both consoles and then have the single player to be exclusive because the multiplayer is where they make the money at, right? They don't really make the money on single player. So if the, if the multiplayer is identical on, um, on, uh, both platforms, that would just be even more of an incentive for the people who just play the campaign anyway, to only have to pay the $15 and you still get that revenue that you weren't even going to get from people who weren't going to buy it at 70. So hmm. I don't know. That now, just seems like the, the move I would make. So you're saying if you wanted to play the campaign though, you'd have to buy an Xbox or yeah. Get this. But if you want to play call it, if you want to play the multiplayer, which is what most people do anyway, you yeah. can play it wherever. But yeah. if you want to play the multiplayer and the campaign, then you got to get game pass. Hmm. That's I, what I would have done. Yeah, I personally don't like that because I actually like Call of Duty campaigns and I could care less about the multiplayer and I, I have a PlayStation, but at the same you time... You have a PC, like, though. That's, I do have a PC, so I would be able to play it probably. But um, but yeah, like that 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 is that would be a brilliant idea because you're right, 100%. Like most people don't even play for the campaign and, and that that is a hook right there. It's just like, okay, fine. Like if you don't want to play a campaign, that's fine. Uh, we're just going to sell you the multiplayer then and... If you really, really want to play the campaign, though, you got to come over. So, yeah, I that's that that's not a bad idea. Um, but again, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm here for advisement if you need me. I just feel like the even though like 80 percent of players probably don't even touch the campaign, you know, that the absolute like insanity, though, like what even though like all the people who don't play, they're going to be like, wait, why I'm only getting part of the product, blah, 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 blah. Like, but if you only pay for part of the product, what's the problem? Right. Yeah. I guess guess if I don't charge you full price, right. Instead of $70, maybe I charge you 30 or 35. Then you can't complain about it because you didn't get the full product and you didn't pay the price of the full product. Hmm. So why not do it that way? Yeah. Yeah. Because you can sell it for 35 and then you know you're going to make the money on the back end with microtransactions and skins and stuff like that. So oh, easily. why not yeah. sell it at a discounted rate so that nobody has anything to cry about yeah. when they only get the multiplayer? Yeah. Now, I didn't see it in this article, but I was reading in another one that apparently uh, the next Call of Duty is going to be a sequel to the that, you know, how they did the soft reboot for Modern Warfare? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a sequel. To, I think it was that like what was that 2019 or something. So it's going to be a sequel to the 2019 Modern Warfare, and so then it's going to be Modern Warfare two two. Modern Warfare, you know, twice again, right. um, <laughs> and uh, and also apparently Warzone two. Like they're completely like ba- abandoning ship from the original Warzone and just like wow, s- jump like starting over, which I thought was crazy. That's um, huge. But I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, 
they they come they come out with a new engine every two three years for their call of duty games so of course they want to keep the graphics updated and physics and all that stuff but now it, it's does it's activision like, use a proprietary engine for for call of duty or is it is it unreal is it you know what i mean is it unity like what are they because i don't I feel like we should be they should be looking towards Unreal 5 at this point, right? And that's going to take a little while to to develop. So they they actually use their own engines. Yeah. So um like Black Ops 4 was actually made on the Black Ops 4 engine. Like that engine mm. was literally just made just for that game. Uh Call of Duty Modern Warfare in Warzone was built on the IW engine, which I assume stands for Infinity Ward because it's made Ward. by Infinity War 8.0, which is a rebuilt version of the IW engine from an earlier version. Uh, Black Ops Cold War was made on its own engine it's called the Black Ops Cold War engine. And then Vanguard was no made on... No wonder these I doggone games cost so much to make. Because they literally design an engine for every game. Uh, right. The only, people, the only people who are reusing engines is Infinity Ward. So Vanguard was made on the IW 8.0 engine, which is what Modern Warfare was made on. So... Yeah, it's like but every but it's uh, what company is it? Sledge is it Sledgehammer? They're the ones who make all the Black Ops games. They it seems At like they point. make they they make uh, they make a new engine for every game basically. Well, new engine time. <laughs> Start it over. <laughs> That's so crazy. Um, yeah. So yeah, they use their own proprietary stuff. But imagine if they tapped into Unreal Five. Holy smokes. Or elements thereof, yeah. Right. I, I don't know. I'm stoked for it. But um, I, I guess that's... It. Overall, it's a good thing. Uh, everybody can continue to play Call of Duty. Uh, I was telling you before we started the show that it was... I, I was very curious because now that everybody knows that they're going to be able to continue to get Call of Duty, the um, cries from most of the public about um, fears of Monopoly have <laughs> gone down tremendously from the uh the average person um so it sounds to me that everybody was really worried that they weren't going to be able to play call of duty anymore they didn't really care that xbox had it or that somebody else had it they just it wasn't the person that they wanted to have it right yeah so that's what it seems like yeah as soon as this this news kind of came out everyone was like yeah, they also hush hush about the whole like, wait, this is this is wrong. This is bad. This is bad for the games industry. Um, I mean, and not to say they've all gone away, but it's definitely a little quieter on Twitter. It's just like all of a sudden, like, like you go look at some of the responses to that, and people are just like, oh, okay, cool. Right. <laughs> like I, I keep playing my Call of Duty. It's like, oh, all right, <laughs> I see what time right. it is. <laughs> but yeah, so. Good news for all you uh, Call of Duty gamers. You'll continue to get those on your PlayStations and who knows, maybe on your Nintendo Switch in the future. That's what I'm most interested in because Call of Duty in the past on Nintendo consoles, uh, I'm thinking of the Wii, Wii with World at War. Not great. Not great. <laughs> so they, they need to make one that is like made for Switch. For Switch, yeah. But you see, know what I mean? Not a not a port yeah. of one like made for the hardware. Yeah. Make a make a but, make a separate campaign for the hardware. Make a separate multiplayer for the hardware. I don't see why they wouldn't because it's a potential 100 million plus market now for it. So the base that, is there. That just do would it. make that would make the most sense just so it worked smoothly and wasn't. But 
it just it, it always feels like so gimmicky though like you get like call of duty uh war, world under siege instead of like world at war it's like some like it's weird that, and, and that's, what I'm, that's why i'm saying well that's <laughs> why i'm saying make your own thing because if you only have one system to develop and optimize for then you should be able to squeeze all the juice that you can out of the switch and make it look awesome and play awesome yeah so or like, or like what was it was it psp or vita it might have been like what i had like call of duty black ops classified or whatever it's oh just like god garbage garbage <laughs> like, what, like what is this like just just make up a new game or something i don't know um but yeah that 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 could be interesting now yeah i i, th- I think you're onto something but my worry is they're going to try to bring Warzone to switch oh they absolutely are they absolutely are. I'm just saying it's going to be cross. The ideal thing because <laughs> well, they're going to do they're going to do the EA thing, right? Where they're going to make a terrible version of their game on Switch that barely runs and looks awful, and then nobody's going to buy it because it sucks. And then they're going to look at the data and go, "See, nobody yeah. wants to buy Call of Duty on Switch. I guess we don't have to make anymore." Yeah. Oh man, so so bizarre. Well, now that. Now that Xbox is getting a hold of it, though, like I don't think Xbox would ever do that. Like that—that that is that sounds like an Activision Blizzard thing to do or an EA thing to do. But now that they're well in the process of being bought by Microsoft, like I would hope that wouldn't be a mindset of Microsoft, like to to kind of prove something that isn't true, kind of thing, right? <laughs> you know. Um, but I don't know. You never know. Maybe Phil Spencer, you know, going downhill. Maybe he's peaked and now losing his touch. Get, yeah, maybe he's, who knows, maybe the next few years might be like the worst years in Xbox history. You never know. He spent all his energy on that on that Activision deal after that. Yeah. I'm spent. Yeah. <laughs> Got nothing else for you, boys. He, he's been in bed the last month. <laughs> <laughs> he literally just been like in a coma, straight up to sleep. <laughs> like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. It took Sorry. everything from me. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's get into this next story. Uh, There was a Nintendo Direct on Wednesday, I believe it was. Um, Wednesday the 9th, is that what it was? Uh, I have an article here from GameSpot uh, with the biggest games and announcements. And uh, the article isn't so important as uh, I think we're each going to share two or three things that we were most excited about from this Direct. So, Adrian... If you have something you want to share from there, go ahead. So, I initially said that this direct was pretty okay. It was, it was, it was mid. Um, and for the first showing of the year for them, it definitely was. I felt like they could have come out. I and they they did come out swinging pretty hard, but only if you're an ultra nerd. So for the general public, this was this really didn't hit a whole lot of things outside of Strikers and, and Nintendo Switch Sports, right? But if you are an ultra nerd, golly, was this a good direct, right? You got you got Xenoblade three mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Well, not out of nowhere. People were kind of surmising that's what what was gonna happen. And then you got Live Alive getting remade in hd 2d which is insane i i was streaming that game back when i i used to stream often and i i was like man i wish i i play, I play like a hacked rom where they put a translation in there of it 
on my uh, <laughs> Super Nintendo Classic. I tried everything I could to try to play that game because it never came out here. But not only is it now oh. coming out here, but it's coming out in the style of Octopath Traveler. I I can't oh, dang. wait for it. I need it now. And now, then what? I, I have a quick question. Is this really the first time we've heard of Xenoblade Chronicles? No. I said three, three, I mean, Xenoblade Chronicles yeah. three. Okay. That's why it was I, such a big deal online because everybody was like, oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I I saw people's heads literally like explode, minds blown, okay, <laughs> because okay. they did not see Xenoblade Three coming. Like there have been okay. rumors of, oh, we should see it sometime this year, right. but nobody saw it coming this early. And then for it to say actual date, which means it's pretty much close to done already. So that was yeah. the big rub about it. Okay, because I I, <laughs> if someone put a gun to my head and was like Garrett. Have we heard of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 before? I would have said, yeah, it's been at every single direct. Like that trailer I watched, I could have swore I've seen that trailer a hundred times at every single Nintendo direct. And I Spoken was, like I, a true outsider. I, I I watch, like even looking at the screenshot right here from the trailer, I'm like, I've seen that before. I've seen that from the Xenoblade trailer. I've seen it from the Xenoblade yes, 2 trailer. Yes, Gary. I've seen it from the Xenoblade Games in the same trailer. series often have similar art styles. Yes, that no, does no, happen. No, 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 no. It's not even the same. It's the same. Like, I don't know what it is. Is it a mountain? Is it a flying creature? Like, I don't know. Whatever this picture is, I feel like I've seen that a hundred times. And then on top of that, I I, I just like, I someone put a gun to my head. I was like, Garrett, yes or no have we heard about this game like yeah we've heard about a hundred times stop showing it to me and then boom dead i'm dead the end of garrett garrett i didn't know you were a seriesist <laughs> i didn't know you thought all games looked the same <laughs> apparently i am i'm mm -mm -mm. sorry i'm so mm -mm -mm. sorry but xenoblade is one of those series where yes they do all look the same I... <laughs> <laughs> like exactly the same that is the same picture I, and you can't you can't convince me otherwise <laughs> um you want to go i know i know both of ours one of both of ours was was mario strikers um I'm, I'm, my brother flipped out okay hey hang on i just did a quick google of xenoblade chronicles 2 it's the same picture are you kidding it's they just not changed the, the same they changed the they just changed the number from a two to a three are you kidding me right now it's xenoblade not the chronicles. same you're about to get eight up in the Discord. It's the same picture from the first okay. one, too. All right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You guys, I literally just Googled one, two, and three, and it's all the same picture. I don't I don't know what you guys It's the same title because it's the same series. What are you talking about? But it's the background picture. I'll post them in the Discord. They're all the same. It's all the same okay. teaser picture, whatever. Box art. Uh, anyways, yes, I'm excited about Mario Strikers. I'm not going to lie. I only played like a little bit of this uh, when I was younger. And I remember like absolutely it was like something like my my cousins had. And I would like played as whenever I could. And so mm -hmm. now that I'm like, heck, yeah, it's coming to switch. And that trailer looked absolutely insane with like the crazy abilities. Way um, more in depth. So, yeah, so intense. The, what is it called? Myron Strikers Battle League. Um mm -hmm. Five versus five, high emphasis on offense with tackles, items, special shots to make things quite a bit more fren frenetic than standard soccer. You'll also be able to put gear on the characters to adjust stats like speed and pack pass accuracy, and the hyper strike ability can make a big difference in the match, which I loved. 
I hope I hope it actually happens like this in the actual game. I hope it wasn't just a stylistic choice for the trailer. But when they did the hyper strike and it goes like the like the hand drawn like anime like looking <laughs> thing, I was like, yes, that's so awesome. So I'm I'm stoked for this game. But uh, yeah, what what uh, now? Has there been multiple Mario Striker games, or has there just been? Yeah, this is this would be three. So the okay. first one was was Super Mario Strikers on GameCube, and then there yeah, was okay. Mario Strikers Supercharged on Wii, and now it's this one. Okay, okay, yeah. I so I played Super on GameCube, um, mm-hmm. but okay, I see. Yeah, Charged and then Battle League, but I yeah, I'm so excited because it's been forever did you know that in uh the pale version is called mario smash football what are you kidding me what the heck i don't (laughs) you gotta do better than that (laughs) europe i don't know if uh old dan james is still listening to the show he used to be (laughs) whatever but come on dude mario smash football what a goofy name it's called soccer Dan, go Call talk to your is. people man go, go tell them to to, to rename this before it's too late i don't think they printed the box art yet <laughs> on uh oh yeah here it is for sophia yeah, for the the battle league mario strikers battle league football is what it's gonna be called it's not football that's not so bad yeah it's not as bad as super mario strikers being called mario smash football <laughs> <laughs> It's like that'd be so confusing. I want to play Smash. Which one? What do you mean? The one with the Smash. football in it. <laughs> the football? What? That's Smash Brothers? No. Oh man. Yeah. So I'm excited for that because yeah, my history is a long time ago and very limited, and it was a game I adored. So I'm excited to jump back into that. Um, do you have anything else to add? But. Stood out to you from the trailer. Uh, what did I say? I said Xenoblade uh, Live Alive, uh, Advance Wars, of course. But that goes without saying. We already know that's coming. That that finally has a, a hard date in April, I believe. Mm. Um, so that can't come quick enough. Um, I think that was pretty much it of the major stuff. Outside okay. of uh, you didn't talk about the uh, yeah. So for me, I literally lost my mind. So I in the discord i'm like hey i'm just gonna stream this i didn't stream it to twitch but i'm like hey i'm gonna stream the 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 thing to discord you can join in we can talk about it no one joined me it's fine i just sat here all alone for 45 minutes watching the direct but uh <laughs> if, if if someone was in there i lost my mind when this came up nintendo switch sports the sequel to wii sports i like jumped out of my chair i'm like no way no you gotta be kidding me i was just like freaking out because wii sports is seriously one of my it's a classic favorite like it's up there on like my favorite nintendo games like of any nintendo console like it's probably in a top five honestly like the amount of hours the hundreds of hours i put in that game and so when they announced nintendo switch sports which has volleyball badminton bowling soccer it looks like fencing, but it had this different name. I don't remember what it's called. Um, and then tennis. So you're going to get six games at the start. And then they said golf is coming later this year, which I was like, when I, when at first, when I saw there wasn't golf, I'm like, okay, this is awesome. But golf, that was like, so good. We already then, got a good golf game this year, this past year. We did. Remember the you're one right. you got beat in. Okay. Well, yes, I do remember. 
um there was a good golf game but (laughs) (laughs) um but this game i don't know this is i it's just a nostalgia that's all it is it's just like oh give me some let me get out there as a me and you know swing swing my club around um yeah i was so excited it's coming out april 29th and the free update it's gonna be free update this fall with golf so i'm like heck yes thank you so much and they're adding like online multiplayer and everything so you can play with your friends like do some bowling do some whatever golf badminton i'm stoked um so that was that was the other thing i was excited about the last thing here very uh mixed kind of reactions to this some people are like so over it i am on the other side where i'm i'm excited i'm stoked uh mario kart 8 deluxe is getting what four years after it came out or whatever (laughs) Uh, almost the entire new game's worth of tracks yeah booster course pack it is getting 48 new tracks literally doubling the amount of tracks that you currently have in mario kart six new waves um eight courses each and so they're going to slowly release them over the next uh two years so by the end of 2023 there'll be 48 tracks in general uh the big kicker with this so it's going to be 25 dollars dlc or if you have the nintendo switch expansion pass it's free it's included in that and if this is going to be a trend with nintendo now where they're bringing dlc to that expansion pack that instantly makes that like 30 dollars jump in price so much more reasonable like already even with this it's like oh so i'm getting this and the animal crossing dlc like why why wouldn't i like at this point and sega genesis and the n64 which well, sort that, of work that's um, what turned my my um opinion of, of it around is this seems like it's not it's not about the new games that they're adding on there it's more about trying to sell you basically a pass to get dlc at a reduced price right as long as you continue to renew every year you continue to get access to that dlc and i'm fine with that because uh we were talking about this a little bit before too um for the amount of people on my family plan that if we were to have to get the animal crossing dlc and the mario kart dlc it would have cost my house almost two hundred dollars so yeah so we could do that and and pay for that that way we all have it or we can all put like 20 bucks up and then we get access to all the you know dlc moving forward it's a kind of a no-brainer at this point so i'm i'm mainly doing it to get access to dlc that i was gonna buy anyway and the n64 games and the sega genesis games are just cherry on the on the on the uh, cake yeah it's all all just icing on top the cherry on top it's all the extras so so sweet so yeah and i i i really hope this continues with nintendo like this is a trend they keep doing like if they keep bringing dlc like oh also if you have expansion you get this dlc this dlc like yeah keep it going keep it going like i i haven't i haven't swapped over to the expansion pass yet like i was telling adrian before i was having a hard time figuring it out but like i'm gonna switch over and i'm excited to see what's come now like initially i was kind of like eh, it's a little steep but oh i was i I thought it was awful and then when as soon as they did this and put this on the pass i was like okay 
Now I understand what you're going yeah. for. I don't know why you didn't incentivize that or right. say that when you initially brought the pass out and it would have made much more sense. Mm-hmm. But here we are. And now I get it. So, yeah, I feel bad for people who paid for the pass, you know, back when it first came out and literally have had nothing but broken N64 games. Y'all got shafted. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got shafted. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I think that's about it for me from the uh, direct. There is some other cool stuff. <laughs> the only other thing, and I only want to bring this up just to jab at Adrian a little bit. Um, they're bringing No Man's Sky, the literally infinite procedurally generated game to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, but the day after the direct aired, uh, they had to launch Kingdom Hearts as a cloud game. Have you stream. been on Twitter lately and seen people's... Uh video recordings of them playing that game I've where it's that. skipping so bad that they'll go to attack a character and then it'll come back and they're dead that's so bad great job square so that's exactly what we wanted they can literally bring no man's sky like i said it's an infinite game of for like it it has no bounds that is procedurally generated using enormous amounts of resources and they, they brought the whole on... thing over you can do everything that you can do in this one yeah. as the other ones but kingdom hearts too big too hard too impossible. big too big ps2 it. games ps3 games too no, hard too big too hard. can't do it no <laughs> can't I, I can't take i can't take the time i can't scale kingdom hearts 3 down can't make it run a 720p 30 can't do it sorry now, sorry do, do you think if if uh, the Kingdom Hearts games are really are that broken on Switch, do you think there's in my head there's two options? Which one do you think is the more probable probable one? A, they patch it somehow. I don't know. Patch or they patch already Switch. They, they've been trying and or, it still sucks. Or B, do they? Do you think this forces them to actually release it as a normal physical release in like a year or two? Uh, I would have to say that it or is a C, or very C, or C we just don't see anything else at all they're just done <laughs> that's probably the most likely one when you're dealing with square enix square soft square soft would have fixed it they probably would have figured out a way to get it on there square yeah. enix it costs too much money and too much time if i have to pay for it i'm not doing it that's the square enix philosophy hmm. right so crazy. um Man. Or if I don't, if I'm not gonna see a, a ridiculous return on it, or if it's something I can't write off, I'm not doing it. Right? Live Alive is not gonna sell maybe like more than ten thousand copies, so they can use that as a write off. But yeah, no, it would it would have taken too much resources and too much time to natively port this. So that's why they didn't do it. So Squaresoft would have done it though. So back when they were cool. Because, like, there is a huge Kingdom Hearts fan base. Like, they really could sell so tons, many copies. Tons. If they People would have bought it at that insane $90 price. People would have bought the whole thing if you would have put it on there natively. I've seen so many people on Twitter say that. What the, and, and it, they goofed big time. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, let's move on before Adrian has, like, a... <laughs> brain aneurysm or something over there oh i'll burn through that fox die to talk about that don't you worry <laughs> all right this last news story comes from ign ryan dinsdale over there writes elden ring producer promises difficult optional bosses hidden throughout the world 
From Software says that it's seeking to balance Elden Ring's difficulty, with one particularly frustrating network test among the elements being tuned for the final version. But there will be there will still be some difficult bosses, some of which will reportedly rank amongst the most difficult the series has ever seen. Speaking with Game Gamer Brave's Elden Ring producer Yashiro Kitao, Kitao covered a variety of topics pertaining the final release, which is due later this month. Among them, he discussed the difficult balance, saying that the network tests a showcase boss, Margit the Fell Omen, was just too hard. Nevertheless, Elden Ring will have a myriad of optional bosses to test the skills of top players, some of which will be very difficult. Um, <clears throat> in terms of bosses that are unessential and optional and hidden, there are some of these that we have deliberately increased the challenge for those players who want to seek out this kind of experience. Hopefully, if you're that way inclined, you can seek out some really tough challenges hidden away in the world, Katao said. From software, Souls games have a long history of very difficult optional bosses. They include the likes of Bloodborne's Martyr Logarius, who will test your ability to parry attacks while heavily punishing mistakes. Um, blah, blah, blah. It kind of keeps going on about the optional bosses. But what I actually really want to talk more about was um, comments, not just at the beginning of this article, but as stated earlier about them kind of balancing and toning, not toning down, but I don't know. Yeah, they, they, they're definitely looking into the difficulty spike of this game a little differently than previous games, I feel like. And I... Yeah, I just want to kind of talk to that pertaining to like the balance, the balance between making this game more accessible to new players and also being from software and just wanting your games to be hard. Um, like, is that even something that should be balanced or is one kind of come out king over the other? And I think I, I know your answer. I think I know your answer. But <laughs> yeah, I'm curious, like, yeah, what, what your, your thoughts are on from soft games just being hard and what a, and also being accessible. I mean, it's it's kind of their trademark at this point, right? Like if you if you think about From Soft, they Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro, that's what they do is they make near impossibly hard games for the player and and that's like what people come to them for. Most people who play those games come to it for the challenge. Yeah. So, it's definitely an interesting uh, they, they must have some kind of idea or philosophy that this game is going to be able to reach a market that uh, it hasn't been able to reach before with other games. And I think they're basing that off of the the collaboration with George Martin. Um, so maybe that's what they're thinking is now that we're able to cast a wider net, we need to make sure that people who are only in it for the fantasy aspect are actually able to play the game. But then you said at the same time in the article that they're going to make an, an extra hard mode, right? Or there's going to be extra hard bosses that you like can bosses do. Like bosses hidden, yeah. Like hidden Sekiro hard. Yeah. Yeah. So there's still, there, there's, it sounds like they're, they are doing the balancing act where it's not as hard in general, but if you want it to be as hard as a Sekiro or a Dark Souls, you got to know where to look and it'll be there for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, only time will tell in actually playing the game whether like they actually really hit the balance well or not. But yeah, I, I, I'm I'm really excited about this. I think a lot of people, and, and I guess my kind of what I was thinking about and getting at too is like, 
I, you can, I can already picture it now, the Reddit post and stuff like that. Like, oh, from software's getting soft, you know, they're, 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 they're making this too easy. Like all they the, put the all soft the, in software, all, all the, all the, the crybaby snowflake liberals out there can't handle this game. <laughs> it's just like, um, and so to me, it's, I don't know, like I, I'm on the same side as you is like, I, I would love more accessibility and like easier like an easier gameplay in a from software game because i would love to actually be able to play it and you know what as i slowly learn the techniques and skills and things i need to know and i get better at the game then i can go maybe i will want to kick it bosses. out yeah and like go find that like go wander off into some cave and fight some crazy beast that i wouldn't have never been able to touch before um but yeah like like I, I always reference this. That's this is the only thing I ever reference on the show because it's pretty much the main game I played from them is Bloodborne. Is like yeah, like the first opening area, uh, not the opening area, but like 30, 45 minutes in, like I just got stuck and couldn't do anything because I just kept dying. And it wasn't even a boss fight. It was just like regular people around the town, but there's like a horde of them. And I was just like, I'm done. Like this is it. I'm out of here. And so, it, honestly, reading this article and reading some of the other articles that have come out about the Elden Ring, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I don't think I'm going to pre-order this game by any means, but I am feeling like, oh, if this goes on sale, like, I might actually pick this up. Usually from software games, I just avoid, um, except for Sekiro, because, I don't know, for some reason... You're a masochist? Ne- You're a secret masochist? <laughs> so here's the deal with that one. I think I... I did not realize it was a From Software game initially when it came out. Somehow I missed it, and so I picked it up, and then it wasn't until afterwards. I'm like, oh, this Oops. is... And I think it's because <laughs> it's it's because of, you know, the, the the theme of it. You know, it's it's not... It doesn't look like Dark Souls. It doesn't look like Bloodborne. It doesn't look like Elden Ring. Like, it's a... Uh, is it, like, more... I, I always get it confused. It's like a ninja game right not not samurai it's more like a ninja because it's Jap- japan right mm-hmm. trying to remember yeah so um <clears throat> yeah so it's like the, the the japanese like kind of style and so in my head i just didn't even connect it to i'm like oh these are not the same at all little did i know um but yeah i don't know i'm i'm excited about this i know there's gonna be a lot of haters on the internet i'm sure twitter and reddit everything's gonna be full of people like ah from software bunch of losers caving in but i for one am excited about this because i just from the they'll all say that as they buy the game so as they all click purchase on yeah right um i watched uh andy cortez over from kind of funny play a big big chunk of it and I was like, this looks fun. This looks cool. The creatures look crazy. So, yeah, if it's actually approachable, I'm in. I'm in. Sweet. <laughs> but what about you? Are you interested at all or no? Does it, like, not look oh, yeah. to you? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do it day one, but I definitely do want to play this game. Um, we had a discussion in the Discord about, about games that were pretty hard. And I brought up the fact that I... Um, I, I 100% completed a uh, Cuphead, mm, um, yeah. which took every ounce of sanity that I had at that point in time. So uh, I, I'm not one to, you know, if it shy away from the eventual challenge every blue moon. So this might be the one that I decided to throw my hat back in the ring of <laughs> almost throwing my controller. So we'll see how it goes. But I definitely do want to play it at some point. Yeah, it just—it looks, looks too so cool not cool. to play. 
So freaking cool. Another one that looks cool. Again, I watched a kind of funny crew play it. I wasn't interested at first. It was Sifu. Yeah, it looks pretty sick so too. But I hear I that's ultra hard as well. I initially saw your tweet, which is kind of like, what is Sifu doing differently than uh, what was the game? Katana Zero. Know, Katana Zero. And I was like, oh, yeah, good point. Like, I watched some trailers. I'm like, it's literally just Katana Zero, right? Just it's instead of rewinding, it's just, you know, but you just keep coming back to life. Um, but then once I'm I still, watched them I'm play still it, right for the most part, but you are, you are. It's a pretty close comparison. But then after watching them play it, like watching Nick play it for a while, and, and that's the other thing. I was like, if Nick can play it and he's doing, I was like, I think I can play this game. <laughs> like Nick's not a great game. Don't be fooled. <laughs> I, I've heard that game is, <laughs> is tough. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was like, I think I could play this. It looks really cool. The whole gameplay. Uh, the, I, so for those of you who don't know Sifu, the idea is like every time you die, you age. And so as you get older, you get stronger, but you have less like your life bar drops. So it's almost you're almost like you slowly become like a glass cannon, essentially. Like you're getting stronger, more powerful, your attacks do more damage. Um, and then if you outright die, like you, you only get so many retries, I think once you hit, like, if you go, get above 80 years old or something like that, then like you're dead, dead. And you start away back at the beginning. Um, there's certain upgrades you can do. Uh, it's like a roguelike kind of thing where you can get certain upgrades that carry over from session to session. But for the most part, it's like you start back from scratch. So I don't know. I like that sounds kind of cool. Like martial arts. There's one scene they did one level and I'm like, this is straight up. Just looks like something from the Matrix or John Wick or something like that. It was so cool. So You should scoop it up. I want to hear yeah. what you think. It was. Uh, I think it's on sale right now on PSN. So maybe maybe I will. We'll see. I've, I've been thinking about it all weekend, but maybe I'll pull the trigger. <laughs> all right. That is it for the news stories this week. Um, I have on the show. I forgot to confirm with you before the show, so we're doing it live. Uh, do you have a Super Indie Boys or no? I have a game. Um, okay. uh, like I was saying, I haven't really done been doing too much um, these past few days, just kind of lazing around. Um, but I have been playing, and I, I've talked about it before, but I just want to go a little bit more in depth. Um, I've been playing Unpacking. Mm. I don't know if you have heard of that one before um it's yeah. where you are how should i say in the role of a young woman and you unpack her room at different stages of her life so for example uh you unpack her room the first one would be like as a child when she's moving into a new home uh with her family and then you do one where she's getting ready to head off to college and then one where she moves in with her significant other, so on and so forth. And it's a really, uh, how should I say, like almost meditative experience when you are able to look at all the things that are being unpacked and see the changes in, you know, her perspectives and her maturity uh, and yeah. personality. You know, the books change from what they were at one point to different kinds of books. Uh, she's an artist, so you see more and more sketchbooks comes in over time. Hmm. Uh, there's a, a teacup that she's had, you know, since she was a child, and it follows through, you know, a couple of levels, and then you see at some point that there's a chip in it, you know, which must have happened throughout the years. So it, it's different stuff that you can infer 
about this person about her experiences solely through unpacking her basically her life and just seeing what has happened to her over time and um it, it's it's definitely um a concept that i have not come across before um i think it's really well done the music is um the soundtrack is a banger <laughs> i don't know who did it but sir or ma'am or a person you you did a great job on that soundtrack um but yeah it's it's really nice to just kind of it's almost like a pseudo puzzle game too because you have to figure out where to put stuff you have to move stuff combine it stack up books or dishes and stuff like that um but it doesn't really feel challenging it just kind of feels like it it, it, it's how should i put it i I guess there's no other way to say but it actually feels like you are unpacking a a a house or a room that you moved into i caught myself sometimes a couple of times where i was like um oh if i move these two glasses over here i can stuff this roll over here and i can put this in here and then i can put these two dishes over there oh you know what that actually doesn't look very good maybe i'll take them off the shelf and put them over here you know what i mean because you get so into it that it's like you think you're designing your own space or you're you're decorating your own space right um but yeah that one is is uh is really really well done i think it's on sale on switch right now um okay. but it's everywhere it's on pc xbox uh eShop. i <coughs> i think it's on playstation store too okay. um but i think it's only like maybe 16 17 bucks um it's definitely worth it just for a meditative experience and you can play it over and over again because you can always rearrange stuff in different ways so yeah huh that's cool one more mm-hmm. time what was the name of that one unpacking unpacking Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll have to check that. Out. I I have heard of it and seen it a couple times in some different places, but I think um, Eddie, um, Northcore Eddie, in our yeah. Discord had played it. Yeah, that's right. I haven't I finished it, but I think he did. So that's awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for that recommendation there. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I I also wanted to let you know I did sign up for that play tester to be a play tester for a season. So we'll see if it happens. It's like a the only game that might break me. The only one. Horizon, absolutely not. Gran Turismo, absolutely not. God of War, no way. If this game turns out to be phenomenal, it might get me. It might get me. Well, uh, that would be pretty all right with me. Um, But yeah, so season. uh, Who's that developed by? It's uh, Scavenger Studio. is they're making it's called season welcome to the journey of season it's come out on pc and ps5 and yeah i signed up to be a play tester for that so we'll see it's it, like i said it's like a pretty intense like it's application gorgeous. like it's it's not just like okay what's your email and we'll contact you it's like when can you do it what kind of games do you like well, how do you describe yourself as a gamer like how much time do you play games like it was a very intense survey you should be like, oh, like well in one period last year i was playing them 24 hours a day <laughs> <laughs> yeah depends on depends on uh you know just how i'm feeling about my job i guess no <laughs> just kidding. oh man all right cool well that is it for the first bit of show here now we're going to get into our patreon ad for the ones who get it done 
The most important part is the one you need now, and the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, because we have professional grade supplies for every industry, even hard to find products. And we have same day pickup and next day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is the part of the show where I tell you to go to patreon.com slash supergamerboys, support us over there. Remember, you can help us not only just make this show bigger and better, but uh, we got goals we want to hit over there. We have a $100 goal. If we can get that, we will put out a third show for you guys. Super Later Boys is our tentative title for now. Um, and uh, we, 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 it's, it's been a roller coaster ride. I feel like we get almost there and then like people drop off. And then we like slowly grow back up and we have a couple people drop off. But yeah, right now. I feel now, it though. It's going to happen. Right, Right now, we're in the rebuilding phase. We're currently just restructuring around here. Um, <laughs> if you're interested in supporting us over there, uh, not only does it help us tremendously, it gets us closer to that goal, but you get episodes early and ad-free. So this podcast, you get immediately after the show. I upload it all so you guys get it. Uh, everyone else has to wait until Wednesday, and, and you have to listen to ads like this. Otherwise, this gets cut out. So think about it um and you get access uh two months early uh access to our super gamer boys book club our super gamer book club sorry uh hosted by adrian the most recent episode as i mentioned previously in the show is the metroid dread episode uh featuring the the ghost of zetch uh patrick ellers from nintendo cartridge society and gay uh I don't know why I want to call him. I always want to call him Gabe. His name's not Gabe at all. Connor McCabe uh, from Call Me By Your Game. It's the Cabe. <laughs> it gets as well, but the, the, the word Cabe in his name always makes me <laughs> think his name is Gabe. Absolutely bizarre how my brain works. Um, <laughs> but uh, fantastic episode, kind of going in, in depth with uh, yeah Metroid Dread and what they loved and, to some, what they absolutely hated about the game. So... I think you want to go check that one out Super, uh, over at patreon.com slash supergamerboys. You also get show notes early. You can be our Patreon producer, pitch us different segments. There's all sorts of fun, cool stuff on Patreon that you can find over there. Uh, last little quick thing. If you're watching us here on Twitch, go to, and if you're not, go over to twitch.tv slash thesupergamerboys. Follow our channel there. It's free to follow. Uh, and if you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Gaming, I think is what they call it. I need to actually find out what they actually call it. But essentially, you link your Amazon Prime to your Twitch account. You get a free subscription every month. It costs you $0. We get 5 bucks. So think about throwing it our way. Uh, the subscribe button, if you're watching us live, it's just in the bottom right of the screen, I believe. You click on it, scroll down a little bit, and it should say subscribe for free. You click on that. And uh, like I said, $0 for you, 5 bucks for us. We very much appreciate it. And then Prime Gaming? That's what it's called, Prime Gaming. It used to be called Twitch Prime, but yeah, now they call yep. it Prime Gaming. Yep. So yeah, you could uh, link your Twitch to your Amazon, get Prime Gaming sub, and uh, yeah, just take that money from whoever the new CEO is. Not Jeff Bezos anymore. I guess yeah, I it's not him. He's in day. space. He's in space. Just, you know, floating around doing who knows what. Uh, oh, speaking of Connor McCabe, he just liked our tweet saying that we're live. Maybe he'll stop by. Um, all righty. That's it for the ad. Let's get back to the show. 
All right, Adrian. It's time to hear what you're playing. Oh, boy. Uh, so, uh, like I was saying earlier, I've been playing a, a good little bit of unpacking. I've uh, been loving that. But I've actually uh, started an RPG that over the years I have heard nothing but good things about. Um, but I just, it and I have never had the time to cross paths. And that is uh, Grandia. I don't know if you ever heard of Grandia. Um, but it, the original game was on the PlayStation and the sequel is on the Dreamcast. I recognize this um, cover. I've never played it, but looking at right. the, the cover, I've seen that a million times. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, I've heard nothing but good things about it. And I decided, you know what? I finally have some time cause I'm at home recuperating from Fox die. Um, and I started it the other day and I am freaking blown away dude the production quality on this like there's it's it's cutscenes are pretty much fully voice acted uh there's a score 3d models uh of of the maps it's on the sega saturn and playstation yeah. the original playstation mm -hmm. that's crazy <laughs> but it, it's it's wild like when you think of it that it's a ps1 game the 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 stuff that they were able to do insane yeah. And the, it's a great battle system. It's been a really good story so far. So I'm in. And I can take it anywhere because it's not. I don't have to tie it to a PlayStation 1. I can play it on PSP. So. Right. Huh. It was. Uh, that's interesting. So it was developed by Game Arts. I've never even heard of mm -hmm. them. What have they made? They've like not made anything else. Pull them up. Well, they're, they're the ones who. They're the ones they they did the remaster. Like that's about it. Oh, that's not true. They've done some other stuff, really random stuff throughout the years. Nothing I've ever heard. It's of keeping not. them afloat, it's, so it must be good. Yeah, I think it must be mostly like international, like Japanese stuff. Though I feel like I've oh they did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Smash Up on the Wii and PlayStation Two. Huh. It seems like they there work with with Ubisoft. I feel like some of their like a lot of their stuff is published by ubisoft um interesting okay whatever yeah, that's, keeps that's, the lights on yeah right yeah but that's yeah like, as uh, soon as i look at that cover i'm like i recognize that i feel like i've seen that like a blockbuster and stuff like that growing up but never, yeah never played it but if uh if one is anything to go by i can't imagine what two is like with with dreamcast power behind it who baby i can't wait yeah dang okay um for myself I've been playing two games. This is going to, going to shock no one. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been playing some Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops on PSP, uh, preparing for <gasps> <No way>. uh, <laughs> preparing for a future episode um, of uh, the uh, Super NPC Radios Book Club that they're doing their Metal Gear series. And let me tell you, I got to my first boss fight. And I think last time I talked about this game, I was complaining about the controls. I couldn't figure out the controls. I finally figured it out, and I'm an idiot. If you hold down the left trigger, because there is an L1, R1, or L1 and L2, R1, R2 on a PSP. It's just left trigger, right trigger. There's just one. Are you telling if, me what you're about to say is that you were standing still and aiming the gun the entire time, and you didn't know that no, L no, would no, let no. you run with it? Uh, well, y yes, partially yes, that, 
<laughs> I, I like when I shoot, I'd only shoot in first person mode. But also, when, if you even when you don't have your gun equipped, if you hold down the L button, when you walk, the camera actually follows you. Because that was my problem is like I'd run on a corner and I couldn't see my character because the camera just kept looking straight. But if you oh, walk okay. while holding the left trigger, or, or like, or I had to manually move the camera. But the problem is, is you manually you move with the the analog stick on your left thumb and then the camera was the d-pad on your left thumb so you can't do both and so what right. i finally figured out is like oh if you hold down the left trigger the camera stays behind you always even though like when you run around it so for like a half a second you can't see around the corner so that's like you always peek first but then once you start running Oh man, that helped tremendously. So since I've done that, this game has been way more enjoyable. Because <laughs> I was like, honestly, like this game really sucks. Like I don't know if I'm going to play this game because the controls are so bad. And, and Kojima, an he telepathed to you. He said, "Wait, my son, <laughs> give me my time. My give boy. me time. It'll break through." Oh man! And then uh, I got to my first boss fight, and I died the first time. And it was one of those things I was telling you before, like immediately, like it clicked in my head, like, oh, this is what I got to do to kind of figure it out. And I, I nailed him the second time. But the bosses in this game, I mean, again, this is only the first one I've come up against. But I was like this, this very much like typical Metal Gear Kojima fashion, like way over the top, way crazy. And I'm absolutely loving it. Um, yeah, it's it's a fun game. It has its issues, has its quirks. And I'm excited to talk more about that on on the super NPC radios book club. But yeah, right now I'm like, okay, I'm just really enjoying and soaking up a new metal gear story. I've never heard before. It's been really interesting, especially big boss. Cause I've told this story to you guys before that metal gear solid three. I didn't play until I was in college. Cause my parents wouldn't let me play it. Cause on the box. Oh, that's was, right. Cause it was uh, rated M. Nude, rated. Well, rated M wasn't the issue. It was the fact that I had like sexual elements or nudity or whatever. <laughs> And they were like, nope, can't, nope, can't, not going to touch that. Like, we would, we would literally rent it, bring it back from Blockbuster. They'd see that, and then we'd drive all the way back to Blockbuster, and they they would be like, we're returning this, and you're giving me my money back, or at least letting us swap it. And they'd be like, okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. Uh, <laughs> and so I don't really have much affinity or, like, connection to Big Boss at all. Like, a lot of my love and connection in Metal Gear is solid snake and it's one it's two it's four and i mean that's pretty much it for me like i played three but it's like i said like i've only played it through like once in my life i don't have that connection i'm at all interested to, to hear your opinion when you get finished with peace walker yeah uh, well, yeah i'm excited to get into peace walker but even just playing portable ops because portable ops takes place before peace walker <clears throat> and uh and it's like, before peace walker but it's right after three yeah, it's like right after three. And like, I, well, I love starting it off. I feel like this isn't a spoiler because it's it's also like a 15 year old game and it's in the first like 10 minutes. But you meet Roy Campbell. And I'm inside like, whoa, yeah. like Campbell <laughs> from one. Like, I know him. Like, he's like he, you're working with Campbell the entire game. Like, it's so at least so far like that I've been playing. And oh, man. So it's like there's characters and elements and things happening that are kind of connecting certain dots, which is cool. And also introducing me and connecting me more to this, the big boss character that I in the past could care less about. So it's it's neat. It's interesting. 
at least from the story perspective as far as gameplay boy uh, i have things to talk about um <laughs> and the second game was death stranding director's cut on ps5 um i jumped was back it everything that. you dreamed of oh it absolutely uh i didn't get very far but i did <laughs> i did uh i told myself that by the end of this year i'm gonna get the platinum trophy I will do it. I will get a platinum. In Death Stranding. Wow. Okay. That's, in the director's cut, I will get, I, I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to work towards that. I looked it up. It Don't said, you it have said to it, beat it on super hard or something like that too, as part of no, it? No, no. I think there's only two trophies that are difficulty based. And even then it's not, it's not game difficulty. It's like, you know how on some deliveries you can choose like, just like a little bit harder mode or whatever, just on the difficulty specifically. Uh, that's all it is. So everything else is really in, in the guide. I was reading a guide. It says it should take about around 100 hours. They recommend you beat the game first and then all the trophies just get them because you know how after the game ends, it kind of resets a little bit like so, uh -huh. you keep, so you can keep playing in the world. They're like, just beat the game first and then just in the post game, just keep, you know, get all the rest of the trophies. I'm like, OK, sounds good to me. So I'm just powering through it. And yeah. I'm really excited because I love that game so much. Uh, okay, I'm gonna hold you to that then. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna on, ask you every, every every three months. I'm gonna see where you're at. Yeah, Kajoma, put it on the board. I'm I'm getting the Dust Ranning Director's Cut trophy by the end of the year or Platinum <laughs> trophy. Um, and uh, also with that, make sure you go listen to Call Me by Your Game on Wednesday uh, on all podcast services. Do a search. I'm sure I'll be tweeting about it. It'll be on my Instagram as well. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. Like I said, no surprise, Death Stranding Metal Gear, as always. This is what I always play. <laughs> <laughs> Till I die, Do you have stock Adrian. in Kojima Productions yet? <laughs> Till I die, Adrian. Can you no, buy shares? Oh, man, if I could, I'd, I'd You better look into that. I'd buy it all. Um, <laughs> all righty. That's all I got. Thank you all so much for listening this week. I appreciate each and every one of you. And, uh, and, even, and even you. Even you. Yeah, you. I'm pointing at you. Um, JJ. J well, no, definitely not him. I don't love him. <laughs> I don't care for him at all. Uh, <laughs> if you love what we do, though, and uh, you want JJ to start doing this full time so he actually shows up, support us over at patreon.com slash supergamerboys. Throw some money our way. It helps us make bigger, better shows. Uh, helps us keep up with buying games, whatnot, equipment, whatever we need to make this show happen, make it better for you guys. Um, we have that goal I mentioned with the uh, that third bonus show. So support us over there. We would appreciate it. You can get some sweet merch at sgbstore.com where you can get t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, whatever you need for your daily kind of whatever you do. Uh, I actually designed a new mask because I had a couple people say, hey, I really like the SGB mask, um, but I also would like it to not be like purple and bright. <laughs> I'm like, fair okay. point. So I just made a black one with a white logo. So if you're looking for a more uh, kind of like black tie formal Super Gamer Boys mask, there you go. If you're looking, if you're for, looking for some high contrast stuff, yes, that's exactly. where you want to be at. Head over to sgbstore.com, get that sweet uh, black. Uh, black on white or white on black logo uh, mask over there and uh, look good while staying safe. Uh, rate and review us wherever you possibly can. We would appreciate 
appreciate it. Apple Podcast is a major one. If you can have, if you have access to that, please do that. Um, also on Spotify, they also do reviews now starting a couple months ago. Please leave us five stars over there. Uh, and on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel so you know when new episodes go live as well as hit the thumbs up button. If we can get more thumbs up, that helps more viewers see it helps tremendously. And even if you don't plan on watching the whole thing, maybe you listen to the podcast episode on audio, just, just go over to the YouTube channel. And like I said, give a thumbs up and maybe just let the episode play out, you know? just for funsies uh help us get some views because again youtube the algorithm over there it's it's tough they're real tough so if you're not getting views if you're not getting likes they're not going to share it with people so help us out we appreciate it shout out again to jack sriracha and yate for allowing us to use their music on our show find them on spotify and apple music links to the spotify is down in the show description um i don't have apple music so i couldn't figure out how to get links to that but um, you can just search for them again their names are in the show description check it out you can find us during the week at supergamerboys.com twitter and instagram at supergamerboys i am on twitter and instagram at g morlang uh adrian where can they find you at you can find me any and everywhere at homeboy at homeboy all right well that is it that's all i got for us this week um adrian you want to try? You want? You want to take us out here? You want to do the JJ yep. thing? <laughs> <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, what did he call you? Probably something. I can't remember. Greasy Garrett we- Morlang and Adrian <laughs> the Homeboy Holmes. This has been Super Gamer Boys, and we will catch you on the flippity flop. <laughs> JJ sucks. JJ sucks.